Amen. Hallelujah. As the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longeth after thee. You alone. You Verse 1 to 11 says, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you. In a dry and weary land where there is no water, I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. On my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night because you are my help. I sing in the shadow of your wings. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. They who seek my life will be destroyed. They will go down to the depths of the earth. They will be given over to the sword and become food for jackals. But the king will rejoice in God. All who swear by God's name will praise him. While the mouths of liars will be silenced. Sovereign Lord, use me. May I decrease as you increase. Spirit of the living God, fill me one more time for your glory and for your honor in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And so I title today's sharing as my, I'm thirsty for you, oh God. I'm thirsty for you, oh God. I did have a few others that I shared even with the first service. And I was like, Lord, what are you saying? And I heard this in my spirit. Only God alone satisfies. God alone only satisfies. 
Because you see, when Psalm 63 was being written by David, it is indicated as a Psalm of David when he was in the desert of Judah. He was in a hard place, a wilderness state. And David longed for God alone. David, as a king, recognized that what he was going through was not easy. And that's why we've just sung those, that uh, chorus and verse of that song as the deer panteth for the water because that is replicated in this particular psalm. I share from my heart of just loving the Lord with all of my heart and all of my soul and all of my body and all of my strength. Saved as a little girl, found a little way out there when I went to college in Siriba, came back to KU and got to know Jesus again and rededicated my life to the Lord. I stand here because I'm a work in progress and the Lord is at work in my life. Married, yes, to James. And I'm going to share a little bit of our testimony at the end of the sharing. But I stand to tell you that the Lord cares. But you've got to be hungry for him. You've got to get to that place where you thirst like David did. You see, in 1 Samuel, which is the backdrop on which this particular psalm rests from verse chapter 15 and verse 14 we read david's words as he flees jerusalem david said to all his officials you who were with him in jerusalem then david said to all his officials who were with him in jerusalem come we must flee or none of us will escape from absalom absalom was his son we must leave immediately or he will move quickly to overtake us and bring ruin upon us and put the city to the sword. The king's officials answered him, your servants are ready to do whatever our Lord, the king chooses. The king set out with his entire household following him and he left 10 concubines to take care of the palace. So the king set out with all the people following him and they halted at a place some distance away. Verse 18 of chapter 15 of 2 Samuel. All his men marched past him, along with all the Kerathites and the Pelethites and all the 600 Gittites who had accompanied him from Gath. He marched before the king. And the king said to Itai, and I'm going to skip that little story right there, and go to verse 24 of that same chapter. Zadok was there too, and all the Levites, those are the priests that would serve in the house of the Lord in the tabernacle, who were with him carrying the ark of the covenant of God. And they set down the ark of God and Abiathar offered sacrifices until all the people had finished leaving the city. Then the king said to Zadok, take the ark of God back into the city. If I find favor in the Lord's eyes, he will bring me back and let me see it and his dwelling place again. But if he says, I am not pleased with you and I am ready, then I am ready. Let him do whatever seems good to him. And the king also said to Zadok the priest, Aren't you a seer? Go back to the city in peace with your son Ahimaaz and Jonathan, the son of Abiathar. You and Abiathar, take your two sons with you. I will wait in the fords in the desert until word comes from you to inform me. 
And I beg you to read the rest of that chapter. It's an amazing, amazing story. This is the backdrop that we receive Psalm 63 up on. David crying out to the Lord, Oh God! Pardon my Pentecostalism. You are my God! But guess what? That's not a Pentecostal thing. When you get desperate for God, there are times you will find yourself crying from the depths of your heart. Oh God! You alone are my God! That is if he is your God. In spite of being in a wilderness situation with his mighty men, as we have just read, David longed for God. The Ark of the Covenant was taken back to Jerusalem. He is now in the wilderness, in the desert, remembering those days that he would talk to God. And in the midst of the desert, he cries out like I just practiced before you. You know, when Reverend Doctor would come to Mulango Girls as a Form 5 and 6 student, I learned Kamba. And there was this Kamba song they used to sing. I may not know the hymn, but I know this chorus. Oh Lord my God, I will not let you go until you bless me. Even if they hate me, I won't let you go until they, you bless me. You got to get to that place where you hold on to God. Have you ever read in scripture of people who went and held on to the altar and they said, Lord, I'm not letting go. You see, you cannot get there if one, you don't have and declare God sovereign in your life. That's what David did. One, he declared God's sovereignty over his life. Even though he was in a physical wilderness, not a spiritual one, possibly spiritual as well, but physically, he was in a desert place. This king who had enjoyed the riches of life had had his son come and take over his government. He cries out earnestly in verse 1, I seek you, my soul thirsts for you, my body longs for you. That's a hungry person after God. So I ask us, what are your deepest cries and wishes? And do you earnestly cry out to God in every situation? You see, many of us have a plan B option should plan A fail. Nowadays, we even invest in several banks. Let one day you wake up and this bank has shut down. How much do you and I love God? Can we trust him fully? As King David trusted him. You see, God was first in King David's life. That is why he begins the psalm with the words, Oh God, you are my God. Despite the messes that David had meddled in, and we read about them in Psalm 51, he knew where to go when he had messed up. Where do we go? When we have messed up? Or do we die with those sins and grief and illness sets in because you don't know who to go to? Brothers and sisters, let me challenge us. 
There are Christian counselors. You could go to one and say, I need to just empty my heart. It's not a weak thing to ask for help. It's actually a strong thing to ask for help. David went to God. And so he says in a dry and weary land where there is no water. He had experienced God in the sanctuary. So beyond the thirst of wanting water to quench him, he yearned for God. David knew the presence of God. And in spite of being in the wilderness, he celebrated the presence of God. And let me read those verses again. I have seen. So beyond the thirst of wanting water to quench him, he yearned for God. David knew the presence of God. And in spite of being in the wilderness, he celebrated the presence of God. And let me read those verses again. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. This is a person in a hard place. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with the richest of foods. This is a guy in the desert with singing lips. My mouth will praise you. David knew the satisfaction of declaring God's sovereignty. What's your relationship like with the Lord? When you find yourself in a wilderness, and perhaps you're saying, what kind of wilderness? No wilderness could stop David. No wilderness, I beg to say to us and to present to us, no wilderness of pain, no wilderness of terminal illness, no wilderness of bankruptcy, debt, broken hearts. Do you know people read in this, there's been, a, there's been articles on suicide amongst the young people because they don't know how to handle a broken heart or rejection. We have work to do, brothers and sisters. No wilderness of loss. You see, King David's own son was the one who drove him out of rulership. But David says, oh God, you are my God. He declared God's sovereignty. Sisters and brothers in the wilderness, we will get tested. We will be tried. We will get weaned from our comfort zones. And as it has been the women's week, this Last week, with them launching women in God's service, God bless you, sisters. May He give you strength to stay put to the very end. To be able to keep visiting hurting people. I pray that brothers join you. I don't know what you'll call them when it becomes. I will not dare go there. You see, as we all join together, let's be reminded to cry out to God like King David did. To long for his presence. I cannot hammer it anymore. But I pray that in those times when you feel very alone, that the Lord's presence will keep you going strong. No human friend, no material, physical thing can replace the place, the position in your heart of loving and having a relationship with God. Here was a king in the wilderness, stripped of all his possession, and yet 
he longed for God. Secondly, he declared his personal intimacy with the sovereign Lord. Verse 3, because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. David was so graphic. When a lady is really in love, or a man for that matter, the intimacy levels, if research would be done, could be between 90 and 100%. You have to give some little opportunity for fear and doubt and should anything happen. But it's 90%. And so somebody will text in the morning, they'll text in the evening, and for those who are married and this, they have forgotten, even the last time you texted your wife, it is, where are you? that the Lord will speak to you in Jesus' name. Or for the sister who has texted the husband those words, that the Lord will speak to you. And sorry, beyond asking where are you, you will say, are you well? Because intimacy is not just lip level. It's not just kissing level. It comes deep from deep within our hearts. Somewhere we cannot be able to put a finger to. And no wonder then David writes, my soul will be satisfied as with the richest of foods. He declared that though enemies pursued him, enemies, it's his son. He insists that his soul would be satisfied with the richest of food, even in the darkest hours of the night. Verse six, on my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night. When you're in love, have you had young people tell you, nilijaribu kulala? Okay, as a pastor, I, I walk with lots of young people. Pastor, I don't know what to do. Even at work, I say, my sister, my brother, let's get things together. Here, you've got to work, you've got to put food on your table. Yes, there's a wedding to plan for, but there's a life after the wedding day. So even in the depths of the night when you dream about that individual, David had such a deep relationship with God, he thought about God. When you lose your sleep in the night, who do you think about? Or what is causing you to lose your sleep in the night in the first place? Don't say old age. When you're in love, when you are intimate with a person, it supersedes the things that you go through. You see, David declared his personal intimacy with the sovereign God, and I've highlighted from verse 5 to verse 7. He says in verse 7, because you're my help. Yes, he's in the wilderness, but he's saying, Lord, you're my help. I love you. I'm in love with you, Lord. You've forgiven me my messes. Even my son overthrowing me. I love you, Lord. You're my help. I will sing in the shadow of your wings. My sister, my brother, could fear or death be keeping you? The fear of death, the fear of enemies, the fear of thieves, the fear of bad dreams. I want to remind you that God has never failed those who trust him. Because in the words and in the melody of this beautiful song written 
by one of our South African brothers and sisters. I know a place I could always run to in times of distress, confusion and fear. Piano, please. When my enemies surround me, Father, I know, hallelujah, that you see, for you keep me and hide me in the shadow of your wings. Hallelujah. In the shadow of your wings, I know I am safe. In the shadow of your wings, I find relief. For you will hold me and you guide me with your righteous hand. I find rest, peace of mind in the shadow of your wings. You see, when you know God intimately, you can walk through stuff and know that he will keep you. Lastly, David sought after God and declared him only as the one he could cling to. In verse 9 to 11, he says, They who seek my life will be destroyed. They will go down to the depths of the earth. They will be given over to the sword and become food for jackals. But the king will rejoice in God. All who swear by God's name will praise him. While the mouths of liars will be silenced. How intimate is your relationship with God this morning? My sisters, our relationship with God as you have walked through this week and even been admonished can get deeper. My brother, your relationship with the Lord can get deeper even before he allows a wilderness situation in your life. Let's not wait for the hard times to drive us to God. I pray that we will know the sweetness of fellowship with God in our homes. You have heard I have three young adults in my house. And I have been appreciating them. I, I do it a lot because they're my friends. Let me challenge us. Those of you who say that after they are teenagers, they will leave the house and they, your relationship with them goes. It doesn't have to. I thank God for an awesome father who brought me up and mother in the ways of the Lord and gave me a beautiful example and a relationship to challenge me. And my dad and my mom and I had great friends, but I did fear my mother because that's the other generation of they pick a shoe and throw at you. And then the belt is done like this. Now the way some of you are quiet, I hope you don't do that to your children. 
And so I asked God, give me a relationship with my girls and my adopted children that goes beyond. And so we will get home in the evening and we switch off the TV and they get off their phones. Hallelujah. They remove the headphones and they ask, Mommy, how was your day? And I tell them, and I say, how was your day? And I have two in University of Nairobi. Mom, today was, I, I'm told it's called Shisha, Shisha Friday or something like that. Shisha meaning the tear gas. I ran. I said, hey, where did you go? I'm like, oh God, it gives me an opportunity to know how to pray because we have to cancel those Shisha days in Jesus' name. Mommy, I have this lovely old professor. The things the young people do, you're teaching, they're Googling your CV. He had 70, 27 pages on his CV. I'm like, where are you checking that? Online when he's teaching, when we get bored and we share it. <gasps> so if you're a professor here, God bless you, I've given you leakage. <laughs> That's intimacy. Where's your relationship with God at? Have you clung to God? You know, I was saying I thank the girls because not only do we talk, we have family altar every night, not because I'm a pastor. I was pastor teacher, professional music teacher. And since they were little, since they were in the womb, we've always prayed. A family altar is possible because God is suffering in your home. And so I tell them, thank you girls. Yanni, you can let us preach to you in the evening. One of these days, one of you can preach that you know, yet only one verse. It's okay, that one verse is good. But brothers and sisters, God allowed our family to experience cancer. In 2010, when my husband was found to be with third, stage three, going to stage four, post-nasal cancer. Nasal pharyngeal cancer. Take him home, take him to hospice, give him morphine. 
the cancer has encased his brain stem, the carotid artery, and the jugular vein. God bless you, doctors, whatever that means. My husband just usually says, and yani the cancer was slowly choking him. And he got upset. He said, Lord, you're our God. You heal me or you kill me, that's fine. And 2011 went, in 2012, he got off any medication. He had already gone through 39 cycles of radio and 16 cycles of chemo. From 120 solid blessings of kilos to 57. Until people from Shags used to come and sing, Iwere, Iwere. Those of you who don't know, that's a funeral song. How can they come to visit you and sing Iwere? Shinto. In Jesus' name. So he would tell me, if anyone's visiting, let me know. I will know who to come and say and who not to see. You've got to be, take care of patience. There will be times when you will say, sorry, don't visit. Because you as a family are rallying every little faith you have. You see, you're clinging to God. First, he is sovereign, like David declared. Secondly, you're intimate with him. And thirdly, you're clinging to him. But if you're not born again, this will sound like a lovely story to write a book about. And so you've got to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. 2012, December 2012, 12-12, 2012, we went to India. And the doctor declared him cancer-free. For his glory and his honor. He would show us the slides. They're very advanced. They show you things on CD, on the screen, on the TV screen. I said, this is where the growth was. Every year we do have to visit to be checked. And occasionally they'll find some growth in some lymph nodes or something. And so it is a walk daily in this wilderness that the Lord has allowed us to be in for the last eight years. I don't stand here to brag about or to make it easy. No, I stand here to tell you that whatever wilderness the Lord allows in your way, he will keep you strong as long as you yearn for him. But he can't keep you if you're not his own. He cannot keep you if you don't have a relationship with him. And so I ask, would you like to give your life to Jesus? That's where recognize him as sovereign Lord begins. I don't have drama about getting saved. Just raise your hand if you're there. You're saying, I want to know this God you know. You're saying, pray with me. I have been in a wilderness. I've been trusting God. I don't know what your circumstances Perhaps you've waited on God for a child. And I know some communities after the first and second year, the mother-in-law comes and says, Kwa nini nini? Perhaps you knew the joy of wealth and riches like King David did. But something happened. And you're in a wilderness. And you're saying, pray with me. I'm going to ask us to rise to our feet. And if you're there, as the ladies finish this last, this week of just calling on God and waiting on God, 
It's not the ladies you're answering to. It's the king of kings and the lord of lords. You're saying, pray with me. Pray with me. I need God. I need to know God's sovereignty in my life. I need him as my lord and savior. I need to know him intimately and passionately. This year in March, I took my husband for our usual review. And after he went through the PET scan, the doctors didn't see us. On, I mean, they can give you a result by evening. They didn't do that. The following day, they didn't do. And that caused us concern. And so when we finally did see the doctor on the third day, he said, he needs surgery. Lord, my God. And he is God. My husband went through the surgery. They removed another growth. But for God's glory. He's back in the country. If you even saw him, you would never even think. But if you knew him before and see him now, then you would know something has gone through. I don't know what God's doing in your life. And so as we sing this song tonight, just surrender to him. I'd be glad to pray with you. Hallelujah. 